This is the Speaking of Writers podcast. I'm Steve Richards, New York Times bestselling author and former Special Forces Commander Brad Taylor takes readers on another hair-raising thrill ride through the clandestine world of special ops, cyber ops, and geopolitical intrigue in American Trader, a Pike Logan novel. This time out, what begins as a carefree vacation in Australia for Pike Logan and his new bride, Jennifer Cahill, turns into a deadly race against time to stop a military confrontation between China and Taiwan that would undoubtedly draw the United States into a horrific war. Brad Taylor, Lieutenant Colonel, retired as a 21-year veteran of the U.S. Army Infantry and Special Forces, including eight years with the 1st Special Forces Operational Detachment Delta, primarily uh, known as Delta Force. Taylor retired in 2010 after serving more than two decades and participating in Operation Enduring Freedom and Operation Iraqi Freedom, as well as classified operations around the globe. His final military post was as Assistant Professor of Military Science at the Citadel. Taylor has written 14 New York Times bestsellers. When not writing, he serves as a security consultant on asymmetric threats for various agencies. Makes his home in beautiful Charleston, South Carolina with his family. Happy to have Brad Taylor join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Brad, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So China is at the center of this story, starting with Chinese efforts to steal Western military secrets and influence the presidential election in Taiwan. Where did you come up with the idea for this story and how closely does this mirror what we know about what China is doing today? Uh, Well, to answer your second part first, it definitely mirrors what China is doing today. They've been doing it for decades, uh, forever. They've basically been trying to steal our technology and become the, you know, 800-pound gorilla in the uh, Pacific region, which they've basically started to do. Uh, the story itself actually has been bubbling for a while. I, I was doing book research in Lesotho, uh, Africa, for Operator Down three books ago, and it was about a coup, and so I had to go see the parliamentary buildings and things like that, and I went to look at them, and they were all brand new. And outside of them, they had a bunch of uh, construction facades and things like that. They were still working on them with a bunch of Chinese lettering. And so I asked the guy I was with, you know, I assume they said something like, wear your hard hat when you come in here. And I said, why, what's up with all the Chinese stuff? And they said, well, the Chinese are building this for free. I said, why? And they said, well, they just want to be, you know, friendly to us. And I was like, I don't think so. And that was my first uh, initiation real world into the Belt and Road Initiative that China's doing. And then they started popping up over and over and over again in my research uh, for various other things. And so I decided to write about him. We're chatting with Brad Taylor here and speaking of writers. His new book is American Trader, a Pike Logan novel. So what is happening with Pike Logan personally in this story? And how has he evolved as a character? Uh, he's gone through. I mean, that's the hardest part about writing a series is that the, the, the characters themselves have to grow. I mean, as human beings, you, you grow. If you have a baby, you, you change. If, you, if your kid goes to college, you change. So uh, that the hardest part is making sure there is some growth in the characters. And in this case, it, it kind of happened organically. I didn't plan it this way, but uh, two books ago, Daughter of War, I had a, a Syrian refugee who ended up, I was going to kill her in the book, and I just didn't, I liked her too much, so I couldn't. But once you create the series, I mean, once you have the universe going, now she exists. And so I have to figure out how am I going to, you know, continue on with this. And so Pike's got a little bit of growth there with a uh, Syrian refugee and him and Jennifer's relationship continues to grow. Yeah, Jennifer, uh, Pike's wife, is also his professional partner. She has also a, a unique skills that none of the other members of his team how, uh, have and share. How has she evolved? 
She's gone back. To, so originally, when uh, first created, her Pike had lost his moral compass way back when in One Rough Man. So the entire world was gray to him. Where Jennifer has always been black and white. Some things are good and some things are bad just by the function of the the act itself. And she has actually evolved more along the lines of Pike. They've kind of grown on each other. So she's now kind of realizing that, you know, not everything is black and white. Maybe there is some gray in the world. You offer a detailed look in this book into the workings of the Chinese Intelligence Service, Brad, the Ministry of State Security, or MSS. Although it's the largest intelligence service in the world, and China is one of America's major adversaries, of course, most Americans probably could not name it, unlike the KGB, for example. Why do you think that is? I think it's because they're very good at what they do. Uh, they, they don't, you know, Putin and the KGB, they like to put a flag down on what they've done. So when they kill somebody with nerve agent, Novichek nerve agent somewhere in, in England, everybody knows it's the KGB. And it's like, holy moly, the KGB's out there. The KGB's here. Uh, MSS, on the other hand, they operate uh, completely clandestinely. Everything they do is, in fact, it's hard to determine whether it's actual MSS agent or somebody they've just co-opted. The United Front Work Department, they have all around the world. They have cultural centers in our um, universities. That's all run by the MSS, but they don't like to make a, 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 a name for themselves. They like doing things where nobody knows about it, and, and they've been very successful at it. The ultimate Chinese goal in this story, American trader Brad, is the Chinese are attempting to trick Taiwan into attacking China first so that it can conquer that nation, establish dominance over the South China Sea and its strategic stripping lanes, too. How plausible is that goal, and what has China actually done to move toward it, and are we paying enough attention to it? It's absolutely plausible. In fact, they're doing it right now. I mentioned the uh, United Front's work department. They're all over Taiwan. Uh, they're trying to get the they, – they inculcate into the younger generation uh, uh, a hope and aspiration to reunite uh, China with Thailand or Taiwan. And so they've had uh, a bunch of exchanges where kids from Thailand or Taiwan will go over to the mainland China and grow up and meet friends. And so they're trying to inculcate this from the, the ground up, from the kids' level – so when they get old enough, they can uh, try to take over the, com the country just with straight up, without a bullet being fired. It's called gray war, but that's basically what they're doing. The Belt and Road Initiative they have around the world, they, there's probably 15 people, 15 countries left who recognize Taiwan as a uh, sovereign state. And China's set about against those countries. And so they invest the Belt and Road Initiative into a Caribbean nation or somewhere in the South Pacific. And when you get enough money in to build a port, then the next thing you know, that country says, we're breaking diplomatic relations with Taiwan. We're going to go back with China. Uh, they're putting a squeeze on big time, and, and it's very plausible. We're chatting with Brad Taylor here and Speaking of Writers. American Trader, a Pike Logan novel, is his latest book. Who are the other members of Pike's team, and what are their particular skills? Uh, he's got a lot of members of the team. So, I mean, Knuckles is second in command. Uh, as far as skill sets go, everybody's when you get to that level in special operations, there's not really you don't have any professed you know I'm the shooter, I'm the driver like you see in the movies. I'm the guy that cracks the safe. You've got guys that uh, are well-rounded individuals that can handle a problem set and solve a problem under direct stress uh, of a strategic nature, which is basically what that team does. Now you know Brett's a medic, he's got medical training and that kind of thing, but for the most part, there's not a you know. I'm the, the only thing I do is drive a car. Everybody's got the ability to do what they need to do as a function of the team. Brad, both Pike and Jennifer wrestle at, at times in the story with the ethics of their actions, particularly when it comes to killing their adversaries. How so? Well, I, I think uh, what I try to bring into the 
the uh, books themselves is combat is, is unforgiving. The, uh, in an actual combat scenario, in the movies, it's always, you know, the protagonist, if he was allowed to put a drill bit in some guy's knee, and, you know, if these bureaucrats get off my back, he'd solve the problem. And that's, that's not what happens in combat. You make decisions in combat over and over again, and sometimes those decisions are right and sometimes are wrong. It doesn't matter what happens. At the end of the day, you're going to live with that decision. And I try to show that on the page. I mean, killing in and of itself is, is an act. You, you've been told your entire life, thou shalt not kill, and then you join the military, and they give you a weapon and say, go kill this guy. It's not that simple. Uh, it's, it's not like the movies. And I try to show that on the page. It did, you know, whenever that happens, there's consequences for it. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. I want to talk to you a little bit about your writing process. Do you have a mental checklist, Brad, as, as a writer, as far as what you want the novels to contain? Um, no, not at all. I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> so when I start writing the book, I've got an idea of what I want to do. I have an arc. I call it a framework. I don't even do an outline. It's kind of a framework. Of I know the threat, I know where I'm going, and about 80% of the time I know the ending. But um, I, when I start writing, I, I don't have a checklist where I'm saying, I need to check this off, I need to check that off, i got to do this, i got to do that. How about the research process for you? What is it like for a novel like this one? Well, it's every book I've done is an incredible amount of research. And uh, China was actually more research than most because China's not my forte, so to speak, so I had to really uh, delve into it. I read probably... Six books on uh, the MSS, Chinese system, uh, Taiwan, Australia, and then I traveled to both Taiwan and Australia and got boots on the ground, traveled all over the place, trying to get my, uh, what we used to call sight, sound, smells of the battlefield, what it, what it looks like, what it smells like, what the people are like, what they think about um, for both Taiwan and Australia. So it's, it's a lot of work. And now, after doing all that research on China specifically, how concerned are you? Oh, I, well, China's been around. I mean, in 1998, I wrote a paper when I was in Naval Postgraduate School. They had a paper that came out called Unrestricted Warfare, written by two PLA colonels, uh, People's Liberation Army colonels, which was discussing how can they take on the United States asymmetrically without doing a force-on-force -force fight, because nobody can beat the United States in a force-on-force fight. And that was in 1998. This has been going on forever. It's not something new. So it's just kind of bubbled up right now which is fortuitous for me, I guess. But it's not something that's uh, been, you know, we've been talking about them being a near-peer competitor for decades. There's a hint at the end of your story about the appearance, of course, of COVID-19. Will it play a role in your next Pike Logan book? And is there anything you can tell us about that one or any other aspect of your next book? Yeah, actually, the, the COVID is, destroys me. I, the, uh, when I was writing this book, usually I, I do all the research and then I kind of jump at nine months ahead and make the book, you know, release when the book's coming out, which is tomorrow. So the the uh, the time frame works. Well, I did all the research, came home, and started writing the book, and then COVID hit, and then I was had a huge dilemma. I'm like, well, what do I do now? I mean, I was in Shinla Night Market, which was packed with thousands of people, and that's closed down now. How's Pike going to do a surveillance operation in Sydney when nobody's on the street? How's he going to fly around the world when no planes are flying? Um, so it was a huge problem set for how to solve it. And I'm still trying to deal with the next book. I'm writing the next book right now. 